absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Episode 36 of Leave the Pin In. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and I've got my co-host, Scott, looking at some questionable material, Scott, what's going on? So, uh, just, you know, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the PGA Tours website uh, and all of the things that they post there. So, on the first look at the Sanderson Farms Championship, there's a picture of Cameron Champ holding a cock. Because the trophy is a rooster. <laughs> that is the epitome of a silly season event. When they hand you a rooster as a trophy and then they put you on the pga tour website holding it up now it's not captioned cameron champ holding a cock but i feel like they missed an opportunity just saying <laughs> just saying. i i think the tagline to the beginning of this pod is going to be cameron champ holds cock Trophy. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, how, how is that not the only thing that's on there? I, I don't know. Well, but, I mean, we're, you know, hey, they're the marketing geniuses, right? Right. That's true. That's true. They're, they're the ones who have, who have figured this all out. And it's not going to be a problem at all when Tiger eventually decides to hang it up. But they're yeah. still going to be as successful as they've been. <laughs> For no sure. Uh, Scott, let's tell the people, obviously everyone knows, uh, we're big fans of Mulligan's golf, mulligansgolf.com. And they're one of our sponsors. If you go to their Instagram page, if you visit their website, use the code, leave the pin 20, save 20% off your order at Mulligan's golf. But Scott, we are more than happy and very excited to add a new company into the leave the pin in fray and that is McEwen golf and you can find them on instagram and go to McEwen, uh, golf.com <clears throat> check them out and again they make some great stuff and and scott you and i both have gear from them uh i have the tiger woods head cover hat you have the beth page black one correct i also have the the tiger woods head cover i bought i bought both of them because they had a i guess a sale or they they dropped something and one night and i was like you know what i really want the long island one and i kind of want the tiger one so i'm just gonna get both of them i mean makes sense so they're gonna be providing us with some gear that we are so psyched to be able to show you early uh before releases occur and then we'll keep you the fans up to date on what is going on with them and when the drops occur so you can get your hands on their stuff because like some of the other golf companies out there they're super limited their stuff sells out super fast so you follow us on Instagram, we'll be able to alert you to some drops, and special, especially some pop-up ones that occur as the season goes on. And they've got some fantastic stuff in the works. I was talking with the owner, Diego, today, and man, some of it's just mind-blowing. And I know, Scott, it's going to sell out within minutes. Yeah, and again, we will, we're open to you know, any company that wants to send us gear, and if we like it, we will definitely promote it. 
uh, we'll, we'll promote the heck out of it. And I love those, the two hats that I got. Uh, I knew they were coming cause I had, I get fed up FedEx updates on my phone. They got delivered. I ran downstairs, opened them up and they were exactly what I expected. And what I expected was two awesome hats. So that's what I got. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. And, and for the fans out there, don't, don't think we're going to turn into shills for every company. I mean, Scott and I are committed to only companies that we have uh, access to beforehand, you know, and, and Mulligan's golf gear and McEwen golf stuff is stuff that we've bought on our own. So we know the quality of it. Uh, we're never going to try to hawk crap to you guys and girls out there because honestly, it's not, it's not worth our name or reputation. So, you know, if it's something going on in the golf community and, and, and we're taking an interest to them, it's probably a, a great brand. And those are two fantastic brands out there. Mulligan's golf and McEwen Golf. Scott, let's go right in to, you thought I was going to say the Greenbrier. No, something my youngest son Drew said to me the other day. He asked me, hey dad, is Suzuki Barn Rat playing soon? I said, who the hell Suzuki Barn Rat? I said, you know, the guy that's smoking in all your stickers that you have. The guy you met at the Wyndham. I said, do you mean Kiradesh Affy Barn Rat? He says, sure. I mean, I like that he came up with his own name. Out of nowhere. So I like calling him Suzuki. Suzuki, he said. Not Suzuki. That was, you know, or Subaru or Isuzu. Uh, Suzuki. You knew who he meant. So he's right. Fair enough. Let's just go with it. He didn't play at the Greenbrier. Um, You know who did play at the Greenbrier, Scott? Uh, yeah, he did. I think possibly Scott, maybe leave the pin in was wrong on maybe this one occasion. Maybe we haven't been talking about the right 20 year old, the correct youngster. Neiman mm. blew the field away. I mean, shoots six under yesterday goes, goes, uh, 21 under total. Uh, not even a, it wasn't even close. That's not even competition. Nah, I mean, he won by six shots. Yeah, kid's 20 years old. So, yeah, I mean, that's – have yourself a day. Um, yeah, first, uh, first win. Um, but what I loved even more than that, and this is something that you will absolutely love, and I know it's something that you kind of uh, probably have been all about already. I got a message on my phone from the PGA Tour alerting me to who is in the top 10 of the Wyndham Championship um, end of the year top 10 Wyndham rewards and guess who's first uh that would be Joaquin Neiman yeah I I too got that uh text message right because Jacko's the only one that's won a tournament so far I don't need to be pandered to like I'm a moron so uh, here's the problem I think I think they have it set so like a robot will uh automatically pick it up and I think that that's what happened. And a robot looks at it, and they're like, okay, we must send out that Joaquin Neiman is first. And it just does it without thinking. I think the PGA Tour.com may be filled with a bunch of bots. Uh, that's probable. Uh, Scott, I didn't tell you this, but uh, I don't want to bash the PGA Tour.com too much because um, we've got some good things coming our way with them. But the PGA Tour just gave us media access for the RSM McGladry Classic that's coming up in November. 
Now that's down mm. in Sea Island, Georgia. Um, again, maybe we go, maybe we don't. We leave the people at the PGA Tour hanging, you know. Well, you know what? I appreciate that they're um, that they are now kind of reaching out to us, giving us those opportunities to be part of uh, the media coverage for these tournaments. And you know what? That is uh, it's something I think about. And even if we don't make that one, we will make another one, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested because I love, you know, I love the U.S. Southeast. Um, I love that area of the country. And, uh, you know, part of me was thinking maybe even parlay it into a, a Thanksgiving trip down there, you know, and spend that, Thanksgiving down that way. That's always possible. Um, I will say we have a large group of people coming to our house for Thanksgiving. So gotcha. maybe may a little bit difficult for me to get away <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, Hey, l- let's go back to the Greenbrier real quick, Scott. Um, if I told you, you're going to win a tournament, I gave you the option of winning a tournament, right? So Joaquin, Joaquin Neiman wins, or I say to you, would you rather win a tournament or would you rather have three rounds over 70, but one of those but ra- one of the four rounds under 60, which one would you choose? Uh, I'd have to take the tournament. So would I. Yeah, I mean, obviously shooting, you know, under 60 is pretty sweet. Uh, but winning the tournament sets you up, essentially, for the rest of the year. I mean, Joaquin Neiman, he's pretty much made the playoffs at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, he's obviously going to have some work to do to get into the, you know, future, you know, further rounds of it. But his year is pretty much set. So, I don't know. It's hard to to turn a tournament down. 59 Plus, is becoming a little bit uh, more commonplace now as the ball gets longer. <clears throat> the courses, you know, can't handle the distance increase. But I'll tell you one of the things that really kind of annoyed me with this 59. Like, I still think the greatest 59 is Guy Berger and Duval. Right. And, and, and I would go with Duval because it was on the last day and he won the tournament in Vegas. Kevin Chappell goes 71, 59, 73, 72 to finish in a tie for 47th. Like that just seems like the biggest waste of a 59. You shoot 59 and you barely crack the top 50 in a tournament. That's horrible. You know, the other thing is 59 is not even the record anymore. Right, right. My man, well, your man, my man, the Birdman, Furick. Yeah. 58. Yeah. So at the point where there's actually people who have shot better scores, you might as well just shoot 62. Right. So uh, here, here's the deal. Don't, don't send me alerts on my phone, 59 watch. Don't message me, 59 watch. You know what? Don't even get in touch with me unless you're shooting a 57 from now on. Yeah, I mean, I was out with friends, and I saw there's a, the, the bar that we go to on Friday afternoons always has golf on, which is one of the reasons I go there. Um, and I saw it, and I was like, huh, he's on 59 watch. Oh, okay. And then I was thinking, and I'm like, okay, 59 watch, that's kind of cool. And then I just went back to something else. And then one of my friends was like, oh, well, it looks like he's Much anymore because that's not the record right so. yeah i mean 
you know, 59's great. It's awesome. It's a good round. Um, but obviously things click because he wasn't playing well going into it. And mm-hmm. he didn't play well going out of it. So it's one of those catch lightning in the bottles. You're, you're a cool asterisk. You're a cool um, footnote to the tournament. And, and that's really about it. You know, aside from anything else, there was, uh, was nothing really too special about that 59. Plus the fact, Scott, that it was at the Greenbrier. And that happens all, I don't want to say all the time, but it's much more common there. It's happened there before. Um, it's a shorter course, you know, uh, old white TPC Greenbrier. I don't know how it's named TPC, a course like that. But anyway, the old I white. I think the TPC not, network bought it. Yeah, I guess. You know, it, that, that course does not repel um golfers you know that is a completely hashtag live under par course and with the way that the pga tour sets it up you know it, it's almost gosh i'd say it's almost a given that it happens probably once every two years from now on and i think that's probably they do that on purpose because they want people to want to play there yeah. and that if there's an opportunity for someone to go out and shoot some really low scores they're going to go and do it because it's a good opportunity to not get beat up early in the, the season, obviously very early in the season and people are going to play. So yeah, I mean, they're, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I, they, they're drawing eyeballs. The bottom line is the PGA tour is an entertainment um, extravaganza, right? They're, they're there to get eyeballs. They're there to get clicks. They're there to get views. And so if it means setting up a course easy and maybe it's not the best test of golf, but it's going to boost your ratings. That's what they're going to do. You know, bottom yep. line, they're a business, and that's and and their business is entertainment. Absolutely, uh, Scott. Let's take a real quick break and pay the bills with a little ad. Let's do it. All right, we're back, people. Uh, Scott, the Solheim Cup was this weekend. Within golf circles, I would say that most people knew it was going on. Right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Outside of golf circles, you had to scroll down about uh, a minute of scrolling on ESPN to find anything about Mm. it. It was at the bottom of USA Today's website. It was obviously on all the golf websites. It didn't make much noise. But good Lord, was that an amazing competition that I feel is going to go so under the radar in terms of mainstream media. And this is something that I feel like it could have just elevated the women's game so much, but it kind of got brushed away and swept under the rug. Give me give me some overriding thoughts that you have on the Solheim Cup with it being so exciting this year. So, first of all, women's golf is always going to take a, a backseat because it's it just the way everything works. The women are always going to be second-class citizens in the golf world. I don't agree with it because I think their golf is just as, if not more, exciting. But, mm-hmm. hey, who am I? Um, the other thing is I think that, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but had the the, the outcome been reversed with the, the U.S. winning a narrow victory, that might have maybe brought a little bit more eyes to it. Okay, I 100% agree with you. There's and no I have way a, around it. And I have a third reason why it maybe doesn't get the play that it w- like soccer does. Okay. So here here's the third reason. Ready? Yep. I'm going to give you a, a list of a list of people on the team 
Sure. Danielle Kang, Annie Park, Angel Yin. These are not names that the media would necessarily associate with a, a American team. Danielle Kang, yes. Uh, Angel Yin, no. Annie Park, no. You're 100% correct. The fact that they had to use a captain's pick on Morgan Pressel shows that U.S. women's golf is not as deep as maybe we've thought. Now, I love Morgan Pressel. Um, when my oldest son, Lydon, was four or five years old, she took the time at the match play, which is no longer even an event anymore, in Jersey, uh, to sit and talk with us after a round. Our caddy sat and talked with us, uh, talked about you know parenthood, uh, which she wasn't at the time yet, but how she was excited for it. But this is a golfer who is like semi-retired. And they had to use a captain's pick because Michelle Wee was injured. Now, I want to go back to the point you made before. You said that if it was the U.S. that won on the last hole, um, the last putt, imagine if it was Lexi who made that putt. Imagine if it was Michelle Wee who made that putt. Uh, imagine if it was a Paula Creamer, who was, again, almost like a semi-retired golfer that made mm-hmm. – that putt, someone that's super marketable, I, I think it blows up. Now, I don't know what the look was for the rest of the world, but Suzanne Pedersen is is a, a golf icon. I mean, to anybody, not just people in Europe. And for Suzanne Pedersen to make the winning putt when it came down to the last ball out on the course, and then afterwards be like, I'm out. I'm retired from golf. How is that not getting play everywhere? Like amazing golfer sinks winning putt for Europe and then retires. Like that's a headline. That's clickbait. Uh, Again, I think if the flags were reversed, absolutely. But I think because we live in a, and we're, you know, we, we live in the U S and I think we live in a U.S. centered world where unless it's someone, uh, you know, a person who is well known, like a Tiger or a Phil or take it out outside that sport, LeBron, Tom Brady, unless it's one of those guys. You talked about it last week with, uh, you know, the, the, the flag is what's important to people. Uh, I think that people would be more into it if she were American. Mm hmm. And, yeah, I think I the mean, media, I, and I think the media would, too. Yeah, I, I cannot disagree at all. It's unfortunate. You know, all we can do is champion the cause of these events and champion the cause of women's golf and the fact that, like, you should be out watching this. And I don't care if you're a hardcore fan that listens to us or you're, you know, a fly-by-night guy that maybe watches golf every once in a while. That was intriguing golf on Sunday. Now juxtapose that with what happened on Saturday, and it was a complete cluster. You had six-plus-hour rounds. The wind was blowing like crazy. These women are playing in winter hats and jackets. I mean, it looked miserable. It did not translate to good television. I watched about an hour of it, and I was kind of like, I'm out. Mm. I can't I can't anymore. I've seen two holes. I've seen these groups move two holes in an hour. I mean, it was, you know, girls hitting driver, 
three wood four iron into par fives because the wind's blowing 50 in them. I mean, it was just, you can't control that stuff, but at some point you need to speed things up. And I realize there's not many people on the course, so you have no excuse, but the TV personalities were pontificating about, are these girls even going to get it done before dark? Like, are we going to get Saturday even finished? Like, imagine Sunday singles turns into uh, Saturday to be continued, and we've got to finish up in the morning. Like, that throws the vibe off of everything. Yep. So, I tell you one thing I like, Scott. The the women on Sunday were dressed to the nines. Good Lord, were they wearing some sick outfits. And that USA jacket that they have with the gold stars on it, like, I mm-hmm. want that. I don't even care if it's a women's jacket. I want that <laughs> jacket. It is sick. I don't know who made it. I don't know where they got it from, but go online and look at some of the gear the girls were wearing on Sunday, and the U.S. killed it. So as far as fashion and apparel goes, check that off as a win for the females, uh, the U.S. females. As far as the competition goes, congratulations, Europe. Suzanne Pedersen, class act. She retires after end of story. I like going out on top. That's a Barry Sanders-esque move. Uh, yeah, anytime you can go out on top and compare yourself to Barry Sanders, you're you're a winner in my book. Yeah, that's and a she's true. a winner, and she's a winner in real life. So, yeah, very true. Um, now speaking of golf, uh, sorry, <laughs> that's obviously exactly that's what, what we do speaking. here. We speak of golf. <laughs> speaking of football and the NFL, our Jets are on tonight. Scott playing the lowly. Cleveland Browns, or maybe as Cleveland is saying, the Cleveland Browns are playing the lowly Jets. You ever have mono? Uh, uh, no. Um, and yeah, no. I, I I know the Jets are on, but I have to be honest with you. I, I don't know how much of that I'm going to watch because it's going to be rough. I'm going to be watching tonight because it might be the only opportunity I get to see them on TV here in Pennsylvania. Um, Scott, I have had mono once. I had it my summer of senior year in high school. And you know what, Scott? It knocked me out for about eight days, nine days. Mm. And I was a child at the time, Scott. 17-year-old child. This is an older man. Young man, I'd consider him peak physical health if you play in the NFL. And his timeline for return is completely undetermined. Some sources say it could be months. What the hell is going on? Well, uh, as you know, being a Jet fan for as long as you have been, uh, I think that this is a Bryson DeChambeau-esque conspiracy. Um, where he is using some type of, uh, let's call it, uh, health control device Ooh. on various different members of the New York Jets team because his plan is to take the other team, you know, either for or against or with or against the spread and make some money so he can maybe take a couple tournaments off. Crafty, or use, crafty or guys, use that or use that money to fund his weather control device. Mm. We'll have to look and into his, that. And his slow play survey. Well, I'm sure we're the only two that even want to hear anything about the Jets. Uh, but for everyone else out there that's listening, at least have some empathy for us long 
time suffering Jets fans because the cloud is always dark. It is always raining and there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yep. That is very true. Hey, did you see our boy Akshay Batia is going to make his pro debut and try to hold the cock trophy at Sanderson Farms? Uh, I did see that because I, I was looking at the that's where I found the picture. I was looking at the the Sanderson Farms field uh, before we started. So I just wanted to see what was going on. And he's in the field and there's a, a bunch of other guys who are pretty recognizable. Hold yeah, on it was that. it wasn't supposed to be till next week that he made his pro debut, but they gave him a sponsor's exemption. I mean, and. Like, I'm psyched, Scott. He's coming off of the Walker Cup, which we didn't get to see on television at all. But this is this is something that until he proves otherwise by not, by maybe not playing well, the PGA Tour needs to get in on. Like, ride the boat. This is a child that has exceptional talent playing against grown men, but a child that literally has the ability to contend. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. Akshay Batia's first pro debut. Is it a hello world type deal and he makes the cut and finishes top 20? Or you think he misses the cut at Sanderson, Scott? I'm going to say he misses the cut by two strokes. Uh, I'm thinking the same thing. However, I have a feeling that within the first month, he makes a cut. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm not going to give him any more than that. Um, you know, I know he's played a very intense junior schedule. Saw him at the USAM, played the Walker Cup. So he's been there, done that as far as traveling goes. Seems to have a very good support system with his family. Uh, just not sure without having that collegiate experience and playing against some of those top guns if he's going to make a big splash. I hope to anyone above that he does not turn into a tie try on right that's a thing that you know like, and we talked about that like i do kind of worry about some of these young guys like coming out like maybe a little bit too early and they get burned out or they they fall out of love with the game and that i think becomes very difficult um for him uh i, I think his kind of like path has been preordained almost and i think it's just a matter of time for him but you're right i definitely do worry about that happening yeah i feel i feel the same way too um you know every pro that we've spoken to that is successful for the most part i I think maybe aside from brooksy he's the one and we haven't spoken to him but obviously he's the one that to me, makes it seem like, hey, dude, this is my job. Like, I'm just here to make money, and then I'm going to go and, like, whatever, mm-hmm. wakeboard or whatever. Um, but most pros that are super successful are ones that when you ask them, and I love asking, this is my favorite question to ask a pro, like, is golf still fun to you? And when you ask the successful ones, most of those pros will tell you, oh, my God, like, why would you ask that question? Of course it is. I love this game. So I agree. I hope it's not one of those things where this kid gets so burnt out and so jaded by the pro tour within three, four years that by the time he's 20, he's out chasing mini tours in Florida or California Mm -hmm. or or Texas, you know, grinding to make 500 bucks a week. I really hope that he sticks with it because 
um, as a as a you know a player from the U.S. of ethnic descent. He has such crossover star power ability. He's such a personable young kid. Uh, he, I, I feel like he's super marketable, and you know may, maybe he's. And this is going way far in advance, but maybe he's the guy that the PGA Tour can build up when Tiger leaves. Somebody needs to take the torch. Right. And and that was what I was saying last week when we were talking about the Walker Cup. Like, these are guys who are going to be on the PGA Tour. I literally, Akshay PGA is there now. Uh, but Cole Hammer is going to be there. These are young guys who are really into the sport who came up in that like post tiger world. Um, and you know, they, they want their piece of the pie. They want their opportunity. And, you know, right now that opportunity is there for Akshay Batia. It'll be there for Cole Hammer. Uh, it'll be there for Brandon Wu. All, all these guys are going to be on tour. Let's spend some time promoting them now, you know, and, you know, don't make it crazy where you have to like pipe in, you know, Akshay, Akshay, Akshay onto the Aiken <laughs> fairway, but you can do things with him. He, he, you know, seems like an entertaining kid. Do you think the PGA tour got cold feet when they put so much of the marketing hype into Cameron champ and then Cameron champ goes out and exceeds expectations and wins, but then all of a sudden falls off the face of the earth. Do you think maybe, they're biding their time and seeing what happens first because of a situation like that? Or do you think they just don't care and they're just going to throw the marketing hype and media machine behind whoever? See, there's a way to do it without oversaturating it. Well, but Scott, uh, you're talking about the PGA Tour I, and they don't, they don't do that. They won't no, keep I, bits and pieces. They're going to shove it down your throat and bombard you to the nth degree. They're like robocallers. They don't yeah. stop. Well, the fact that we're still getting tweets about Phil Mickelson's calves is is evidence of that. So, again, they they you know the Pete look we are not spring chickens anymore, but we're not of the older set yet. And what the PGA Tour does is they literally market towards mid fifties, sixty year old men. And that's that's great, but where are you going to develop an audience from if you're marketing to people that are not going to be around in 10, 15 years? Right, exactly. And I don't mean out of the game. I no, mean I know you're literally you, not going to be around. I, I know exactly what you mean, and you're absolutely right. And you know what? I, let, let's, you know, let's get some of these kids and let's make it a thing. And they don't need to be marketed individually even, you know, create like a little like, you know, brat pack kind of thing. Well, I, I tell you one do, thing. I do, been... do a thing, grab three of them and make them play, you know, JT, Jordan and Ricky. Yes. Ha have, have some fun with it. Yes. Because that's that's organic and, and things will happen. Um, you know how they have the match. Right, we we yep. had the match with Tiger and Phil, and and we're going to be getting something else in Japan with the Skins game. Well, why not have a rookie class versus a young gun class versus a tour veteran class? You know, you have like Furyk, Tiger, and Phil play uh, Ricky, Rory, and JT, 
uh, versus uh, Hovland, Wolf, um, you know, and 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 uh, and, and Neiman. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or, or somebody, whatever, something like that. And you, okay, yeah, it's a made-for-TV type thing, but it gives the old guys some shine because they're quote-unquote past their prime. It gives the heart of the tour an ability to showcase themselves, but it gives the young guns an opportunity to be in front of camera and be themselves. And and here's here's an idea I've been toying with, Scott. I'm going to give you, I don't want to call it a take, but something I've been messing with. One of the most anticipated things in football and in basketball is the draft. Right or wrong? Correct. Okay. The only reason the NFL, uh, sorry, Major League Baseball draft is not anticipated is because it takes three, four years to get to the majors. Right, you 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 have to get you have to build up size, endurance for that season. There's pitch recognition, um, you know. Some in some uh, cases finish high school. Correct, correct. So yeah. there's a very long pathway. But the NFL and the NBA, you can make an instant impact because in the NFL case, it's a very short shelf life for most players. Average is two point seven years, I believe. And in the NBA, you can literally be an eighteen year old kid and compete out there if you have the skills. It's about getting a ball through a hole. Why don't we have something where the rookie class is showcased somehow? Now, it doesn't need to be a draft because that's not going to happen in terms of an individual sport. But why don't we have a show on Golf Channel or a show on PGATour.com that does something um, almost like a draft? Not that they need to come up on stage and, and shake hands or something like that, but something that introduces those players to you because you could have been watching the Greenbrier and have no idea that this guy, you know, that Richie Warinsky just got his call up from the Corn Ferry Tour. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know Zach Blair has been on the PGA Tour, missed his tour card by a point, like a single point, which equates to a half stroke somewhere along the lines in the year. These are amazing stories that I feel like maybe we should roll out. But instead, the PGA Tour thinks, well, if the fans really want to find the info, they'll just dig for it. Let's let's give you another shot of Phil's calves. Here's Tiger saying, hello, world. Remember Vijay Singh? He hits a lot of balls on the range. Mm. Deer antler spray. Yes, and we, we go back to the well too many times. There needs to be an inclusion and there needs to be marketing money and the marketing machine behind some of these young guys. Like, take Colin Morikawa, for example. I'm unapologetically an enormous Colin Morikawa fan. When I got to talk to him at the Wyndham, you could 100% tell this kid is 100% real. Like, there's nothing fake about him. He's just a cool West Coast dude and would probably just chill with you if he wasn't out on the course. We need to, to tap into that and show his personality. Instead, the average fan says, Colin Morikawa, oh, he must be a Japanese golfer. He probably doesn't right. speak English. And you're like, what? What? The dude's from Cali. But the PJ Tour needs to get that out there. Showcase the young guns. Show them how cool it is to be a young golfer. And I, Scott, we go off on this tangent every single week. PJ Tour is not doing a good enough job showing how cool golf can be. And every single person sees it as an old person sport. And look, I'll tell you, kids at school all the time say to me, they go, you golf? Like, but you're all like tattooed up and work out and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I golf. That's what I do. And they're like, 
well, I didn't like, I didn't realize golf was cool. Like I know you dress like a golfer, but I just thought it was for work. I'm like, no, this is a lifestyle, you know, <laughs> this like, is me all the time, <laughs> all the time. So I can connect with people that are all tattooed up. I can connect with thug kids and whatnot, but you know, the bottom line is I'm a golfer and maybe I don't necessarily look like it, but I hold true to all the golf traditions, but I think I'm just, you know, I, I, I hate to say part of a new breed. I think that sounds stupid, but golf can be whatever it is to you. Do you know what I mean? And if it's something like to you and I, where golf is, you know, an enormous part of our lives. Awesome. If golf is a, a passing fleeting thing you do every once in a while, cool. But just break down those barriers and even those cultural or ageism barriers and show that this is something that, you know, cool, younger people can do. And guess what? Cool, older people can do it too as well. That's the yeah. end of my rant. No, and you're absolutely right. And that's the thing. Like all of the PGHR marketing is based on personalities but i just don't know that they're basing it on the right personalities you know and and that's the thing like if you even right, look let at... me hold on let me stop you right there go you ahead you just you just said in one sentence what i tried to say over those last five minutes of ranting correct yeah they are yeah, not I was, basing I was, on the I was, correct personalities i was trying to summarize that's a great summarization perfect those those are the cliff note versions of what i just ranted about you know and look at on uh, thursday and friday who the, the quote-unquote featured groups are, you know, and those are the people who the PGA Tour is shoving down your throat, right? Not necessarily the Matthew Wolfs and the Victor Hovlands of the world, right? It's going to be, uh, I, I'm not even, I, I, they're, they're not up here yet, so, but my guess is it's going to be Brent Snedeker, Charlie Hoffman, and Jason Duffner. Duffner cool. walks around with a hat that talks about poop. Like his That's sponsor cool. is a man wipe. A, it a is. Butt, a butt wipe. It is. Totally is. And maybe they'll have a second group that'll be, you know, I mean, Cameron Champ will be in one of them. So they'll have Cameron Champ. I'm just looking at who's in the field, who jumps out at me. Maybe Lucas Glover and let's say Ben Crane. Because he's recognizable. Yeah. But again, you got guys like Akshay Batia, Zach Blair, uh, looking out. Who else is in the field here? Court, you know, Corey Connors and Wyndham Clark are in there. Um, right. How how can we build these young stars when you it, don't give them any light? Yeah, Doug Gim. Uh, I think Scotty Scheffler's playing too. Probably. Dude, I, I met I met Doug Gim in Savannah at the Savannah Golf Championships. Um, and actually, I walked two holes with the woman who was housing him this week, and she could not stop gushing about what an awesome guy he is, how dedicated he is, how much like he's taking care of them uh, as far as like tournament hosts and stuff, and could not say anything negative about this guy. And then the guy comes off the green, gives her an enormous hug, and she says, oh, this is my friend Dan that I just met. And he was like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, you enjoying the tournament? And I'm walking with him you know, from the ninth to the 10th hole, which is a long walk there in Savannah. And uh, the guy says, oh, do you want to get on the cart? He's like, no, 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 I'm talking I'm talking with this guy here. We'll just walk together, you know, and, and walked five, 600 yards to the 10th hole and just affable, chatty the mm -hmm. whole time. Like, that's an awesome person. There's no reason that he needed to speak to me. He didn't necessarily notice the media 
around my neck. It's just because this woman said, hey, here's my friend Dan, you know, and this guy goes out of his way to talk. I mean, again, personalities that should be highlighted, good people that should get some shine. Right, exactly. Yeah, our boy Lanto's in there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but and not that I don't like Jimmy Walker, but they're going to shove Jimmy Walker down our throat. Yeah, major champion Jimmy Walker, you know, and and yeah. I and you know and I get it to a certain extent. Like when you win a PGA Championship, you are more recognizable. But the younger guys have an unimaginable upside, and some of the older tour pros have reached the ceiling. We know what they're going to be. They're not going to win majors. They're going to be top twenty finishers. Half the year, they're going to make the top 125. They're going to te- you know, keep their tour card, but they're bland. They're vanilla. You know? Give me, give me right. a little toppings on my Sunday. Here's what I want, and it'll, it won't happen. But I want on, on the internet, on you know, NBC Sports Gold or PGA Tour Live, whatever they're calling it now, I want uh, a featured group of Akshay Batia, Maverick McNeely, just because I like the name, and... Throw in, throw in Scotty Scheffler just because he's got some game. Because all he does is win. Exactly. You know, Mav Mav McNeely's dad, dad is a uh, founder of Sun Microsoft. He's a billionaire. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking down. that I'm thinking that guy might have a little pull to get his son some airtime. You know. Well, I, I'm thinking if we keep talking about Maverick McNeely being our favorite golfer, maybe Sun Microsystems ponies up some cash for us. I mean, stranger things have happened, haven't they, Scott? Pretty much, pretty much. All right, you ready to wrap this puppy up? Yeah, I want to I wanna just give a real shout-out quick to some people that I've been following on Instagram that I've really enjoyed uh, watching their stories and kind of digging into their photos and stuff and getting to know them a little bit better. And that's uh, The Other Green. It's the.other.green. Um, I was checking that out the other day. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, I really like the logo. It's actually, he told me it's based off the grape uh air jordan 5 so that like resonated with me obviously you know uh Mm -hmm. the golf clan does an amazing youtube channel he's very active on social media it's dug down in atlanta does some great stuff um a real new one that i'm getting into golfing with dad uh a great eye for golf photography i really enjoy anytime his pictures pop up and i get notification uh and then dr scooter 84 is another cool Instagram page that again, it's it's just people that we're connecting with that are just so into golf, and you know, personally, I just absolutely love that stuff and getting to just speak to people and seeing kind of their take on on golf, Scott. You know, because it differs a little bit from us. Yeah, exactly, and that's the the great part about this game is that if you talk to people who are golf people, one, there's going to be a lot of differences. But the more you talk, you all you'll come across something that you have in common, like a random course that you you know played like in the middle of nowhere or something. Um, yeah, the other day I was talking to my neighbor, and we've known each other now for three or four years. I don't remember how long we lived in this house. I know he's a big golfer. We talk golf all the time, and he mentioned uh, golf in Ocean City, Maryland, and I was like, "Well, I used to go on a golf trip there all the time." Yeah, it's like, well, "What are your two favorite courses?" And simultaneously, we both shouted out Eagles Landing. I was going to say Eagles Landing and Rum Point. Yeah, well, and that was the second one. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Great minds. 
So, and again, we, you know, we've played golf together before. We talk golf all the time. We were watching golf and he's just <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, it's like, I'm thinking about maybe going on a trip this year. You want, you interested? And I was like, yeah. He's like, ah, what about ocean city? And I, was like, I used to go there all the time. What, what two course your favorite? Um, well, there you go. Dude. I love, I love Eagles landing. Yeah. It's a great course. Great course. Great course. All right, Scott, anything else for the people? Obviously, check us out on Instagram, at Leave the Pin. Check us out on Twitter, at Leave the Pin. Email us at Leave the uh, – sorry, email us at Leave the Pin in at gmail.com. Um, and then our phone number is in the liner notes stuff too. So all those people I mentioned on Instagram, I'm going to put them in the liner notes too. You people should definitely check them out as well. And, and expand your horizons. Support the small people that are out there doing good things, creating good content. Uh, all it does is make the golf community better. Absolutely. All right, people, so either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Have a good one. All right, brother, man. Beautiful. I think.